Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle pals of all ages and ships at sea. This is Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, welcoming you once again to Riders Radio Theater on this, the 1,877th appearance in our checkered career. And thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. While we've still got a foot in the stirrup, let me take a moment to introduce us to you very briefly. To my left, that's your right, as you contemplate your 1935 Supreme Radio Analyzer this evening, the young man who plays the string bass in our trio, the Pasha of the Punchline, Too Slim. Thank you, thank you, Ranger, thank you, Ranger Dunn, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Ranger Doug, at these prices, you won't to keep his pants up. He's not our regular drummer. Thank you, Slim. Thank you so much. And to my right, your left, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, Woody Paul. Woody. Thank you. Wow. I, I don't know, Slim. I, I don't get it. <laughs> but I do get straight singing, straight shooting, straight walking, straight talking. And working between me and Slim, he sometimes needs a straight jacket. <laughs> the Idol of American Youth, Ranger Doug. <laughs> Thank you. And of course, our orchestra under the direction of Joey the Cowpolka King. Thank you, Joey. Boys, let's saddle up and take a ride on the rhythm range. One, two, three, four. On the rhythm range, on the rhythm range. Everything is keeping time to a sort of rooting rhyme and rhythm. Now I was born a rover on the rhythmic range Rootin' tootin' tearin' and ever will change I sang a song to the day and travel all the way in rhythm Rhythm Everything around me is a part of my song Seem to wanna follow as I ramble along The lazy hawk in the sky is even tempted to try my rhythm On the rhythm range, 
on the rhythm range. Everything is keeping down to a sort of really grinding rhythm. Every time a Sunday comes a rolling around Down beside the water hole I'm sure to be found I'll be a rubbing and a scrubbing in a matter profound And rhythm, that's rhythm Now water from a thousand feet's colder than air I always thought the devil kept it warmer down there I guess it weren't his past So I'll be taking my bath in rhythm On the rhythm rain What happened to the rhythm rain? Rhythm rain. Uh, everything's keeping time to a sort of really rhyme And rhythm Bumblebees could hide you better, but she said the only thing found in this doggone ground is rhythm, rhythm. He started into working with a toss of his head, turned around and smiled at me, and here's what he said: I ain't a digging for gold, but when I'm scratching, my soul's got rhythm. On the rhythm range, on the rhythm range, everything's keeping time to a sort of rhythm. On the rhythm range, on the rhythm range, everything's keeping time to a sort of rhythm. 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 On the rhythm range. Yeah. 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 Radio Theater returns right after this colossal offer from Mammoth Marketing. Here's El Philo, Larry Mammoth. Friends, lean in and listen closely because you are about to hear about the most amazing dietary discovery of the 20th century. 40,000 years ago on the frozen Siberian tundra, a vast herd of woolly mammoths trapped in a sudden ice storm and instantly flash frozen. Then last year, a group of Russian scientists discovered these prehistoric creatures in a solid block of Siberian ice. Here is Dr. Ivan Hakov of the Supreme Soviet College of Disinformation. When we examined these extinct beasts, we soon made a startling discovery. The meat of these animals, when thawed out, was still fresh and amazingly lean. In fact, the meat was not red, but white. Think about it, friends. I did. White meat, no cholesterol, no fat, raised only on extinct grasses and berries, but the best news is yet to come. Mammoth marketing beat out the Smithsonian and acquired nearly half of this Ice Age herd. Then our crack team of new age dietitians went to work and designed a simple, easy weight control plan utilizing this miracle low-cal meat. Announcing... The Mammoth Miracle Meat Diet! It's lean, it's mean, it's environmentally clean. Friends, have you ever heard of a caveman dropping dead after a vigorous game of tennis? Of course not! Why? Because cavemen knew the benefits of the Mammoth Meat Diet! And now this nutritional Pleistocene Bonanza is available to you! Now friends, I know what you're thinking. Sure, it's good for me, but what does it taste like? Well, just listen to this unsolicited testimonial from the Tuba family of Hormel, Idaho. Say, Mom, can I have another Mammoth Miracle Meat Burger, please? Bobby Tuba, that'll be your 12th Mammoth Burger today. Now you eat some of that broccoli, boy. Cool, Mom. Anything for another Mammoth Miracle Meat Burger. June, what about old Dad? <laughs> Gus. Gus Tuba, you too. Okay, here's one for you. I don't mind how much Mammoth Miracle Meat my family eats because it's so nutritious and low in fat and calories. Yes, that's just one of the thousands of satisfied families on the Mammoth Miracle Meat diet. But folks, don't go rushing out to your 7-Eleven and ask for some. They don't have it. No store will. It's available only through this exclusive radio offer, and here's how it works. For low, easy payments of only... 
$9.99. A week, we arrange for an agent of the federal government to deliver right to your mailbox a year's supply of mammoth miracle meat. Now, due to imperfections in the thawing process, this miracle meat is not available in cuts or, cuts or chops. No, it comes to you whole. Yes, a whole mammoth. You place it in your living room, slice off a piece as the urge strikes you. It makes a lovely conversation starter. So don't wait to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Act now, and I'll also send you as a free bonus caveman cookery. This cookbook, chock full of such delicacies as chicken fried mammoth, mammoth Rockefeller, and the delicious spaghetti of mammoth meatballs. It works well in a walk, so don't delay. Order today, and here's how. To get your family started on the Mammoth Miracle Meat Diet, have your Visa Albanian Express or MasterCard ready and phone 1-900-MAMMOTH. That's 1-900-MAMMOTH. And remember, it's not a toll-free call. And now, here again, our riders in the sky. Yeah. Thank you, Texas Mixed Bender. Well, Saddle Pals, it's guest time once again on Riders Radio Theater. And, well, faithful listeners are no doubt aware that Two Slim Books are guests for the show. Therefore, to paraphrase Winston Churchill, I cannot forecast to you whom it may be, nor why they are here. It is always a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside of an enigma to me. <laughs> Gosh, not this time, Ranger Doug. You don't say. I sure do. I booked the most beautiful woman on radio for today's show. What? The most beautiful woman on radio? Yeah, that's what I say. She's a singer and actress, and she was in the TV series Night Rider for two years, and she's been in soap operas commercials. She was a, a, a Breck girl, and she's on our show tonight. Sounds too good to be true, Slim. There's got to be a catch. I suppose she plays the banjo. No. She's related to Drywall Paul. No, I don't. I don't think so. She's a Mountie. <laughs> no, Ranger, Ranger Doug. Doug. I, I think it's okay, really, because I've heard of Rebecca, and I hear she's a great singer. Well, I guess we should introduce her to the folks and ask her to sing us a song, then. Oh, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely and talented... I always wanted to say that. Please welcome the lovely and talented Rebecca Holman! Welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. (laughs) Gosh. Welcome to Writers Radio Theater, Rebecca. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Gosh, ma'am, it's... Well, it's... Gosh, ma'am, it's (laughs) awful nice to... uh, And surprising and, and so nice and... It's just uh, real nice to have you here, uh, Rebecca and uh, Slim. I take back everything I just thought just now. And, uh, and, uh, gosh. It's just a- what were you thinking, Ranger Doug? Um, Rebecca, what are you going to sing for us this evening? <laughs> Ranger Doug, you've always been my idol, and I would just be oh. honored if you could sing a duet with me. I, I, wow. It would really be a dream come true for me. I, and then you'll probably want to sing a duet with me. Slim, uh... Don't you have some chores to take care of? Uh, no, the I'm horses all need up. watering. No, and, I'm uh, all caught up. See, I, it's a big radio. Chores. You got plenty of chores to do this afternoon, don't you, Slim? Well, I have to play the bass. Yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> Say a duet. Well, we could go back in the cowboy archives, and one of my favorite cowboys was Jimmy Wakeley, and he had a big hit duet in 1949 called "Slipping Around" with let's Margaret do it. Whiting. Do it. <laughs> yes. All right, let's go, boy. I want to. Slip around to be together, dear. Slipping around, afraid we might be found. No, I can't forget you, and I've got to have you near. 
But we'll just have to slip around and live in constant fear. Oh, you're tied up with someone else, and I'm all tied up too. I know I've made mistakes, dear, but I'm so in love with you. I know someday I'll find a way to bring you back to me. And I won't have to slip around to have your company. Kings and a queen. Oh, you're tied up with someone else, and I'm all tied up too. I know I've made mistakes, dear, but I'm so in love with you. I hope someday I'll find a way to bring you back to me, and I won't have to slip around, and I won't have to slip around. Rebecca Holden, isn't she great? Boy, that yeah. was fantastic. Ooh, that's wonderful. Gosh, Rebecca, maybe I can do the interview part now. <laughs> you know, I, you know, finding the right part for an actress is, must be difficult. I mean, you know, as a singer, you've always, you always got to find that song that's just right for you. And in choosing a role, do you always do you do sort of the same thing when you pick a role? Yes, it's very similar, Slim. Well, is it hard to find a, a good dramatic part? Um, actually, yes, it is very hard. You get offered so many frivolous, shallow kinds of roles. Oh, gee, what do you look for in a role? Well, I look for a, a strong, positive type of role. You know, I, I'm only interested in playing politically aware, environmentally conscious, self-actualized women. Oh, I, I see. Huh. <laughs> Whoa! Texas Bix, what in the world is that telephone doing ringing in the middle of our show? Oh, I'm sorry, Ranger Doug. It's for Rebecca. It's her agent, and uh, apparently it's very important. Well, it better be. <laughs> Rebecca, I guess you'd better take it. <laughs> Thanks. Gee, guys, you know, I'm really sorry about the interruption, but uh, see, I have this new agent, and he's really aggressive. Really? <clears throat> Hello? Oh, Philo! <laughs> really? What's the part? Gidget. <laughs> I can't play Gidget. No way, I am not going to play some bimbo airhead surfer. What? She is, hmm? Politically aware, you say. <laughs> She's environmentally conscious and self-actualizing, too. Well, that's different. Well, of course I'll take the role. Yes, I'll be right there. Yeah, I, I can leave here. I'm through with the song. Uh-huh. Yeah, bye. <laughs> ah, well, guys, I guess you heard. <laughs> oh, gosh, Rebecca, I've always loved Gidget. Yeah, I mean, is it a movie? Uh, you know, we just talked about the part. He didn't say it was a movie, but I'm sure it was. Gidget. Self-actualized, politically aware, environmentally concerned. Sounds like a very challenging role. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, listen, guys, it's been great, really. Thanks. But, it has uh, been great. I got Rebecca ride. Holden, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Bye. Thanks Bye, for coming to see us on Writers Radio Theater. Wow. Writers Radio Theater is a production of Mammoth. Gosh, Ranger Doug, you think I could be a Breck girl someday? Slim, I think you'd better concentrate on being a poster boy for Rogaine. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Texas Vic. <laughs>
That was one I didn't want to let get away. Well, I don't blame you, Slim. That was a great one. And I'd just like to remind folks that (laughs) Riders Radio Theater is a production of Mammoth Radio Pictures in association with WPLN Productions. And is taped live at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, Episode 7 of the exciting Western melodrama, Mystery of the Lost Ozone. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, at this point in our story, the title makes no sense at all. But that hasn't stopped the action from coming fast and furious. Our adventure began with a loss of the riders herd in a mysterious stampede. This was followed by an appearance by the riders on the popular game show, Dialing for Dogies. This resulted in their winning a new herd and a cruise to Hawaii. The cruise ended abruptly when our vacationing trio was pushed overboard by a heavily bandaged ship steward and his 300-pound doofus. As if this wasn't enough, they were then swept up by the terrible Typhoon Oprah and washed ashore on the uncharted tropical isle of Bula Bula. Here they were captured by the legendary Lost Whiffenpoof tribe. And taken to the place where Louie dwells. Once there, Louie gave him the bad news. Say, boys, uh, you got, these boys are going to have you for dinner. <laughs> As you might expect, the riders didn't catch on. And though they were, and thought they were being invited over to soak in a hot tub and have a bite to eat. But when whole vegetables and seasonings were tossed in, the horrible truth dawned on our boys. Boys, this isn't a hot tub. And we're eating gentlemen songsters off on a spree, ma. They're not having us over for dinner. We are dinner. Oh no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Talk about your pot boilers. It's time to find out, Too Slim, as we present tonight's episode of Mystery of the Lost Ozone entitled, Waiter, There Are Singing Cowboys in My Soup. Boys, we're in quite a stew. And for me to make a pun, you know it's got to be serious. You can say that again. Not on your life. While the whippin' poof's cowboy stew simmers and thickens, so does our plot. Because on the far side of Bula Bula Island, a large, high-powered Hawaiian hydroplane runs up on the beach. And an unlikely couple climbs down out of it and begins to explore the island. <laughs> hoopa, hoopa. Uh, Gidget, are you sure this is the secret island Mr. Moondoggy told you about? As your producer, I can't afford to make a mistake. <laughs> Not on <in> our budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure to the max, Mr. Ho. <laughs> Moondoggy says the natives are totally spaced, but, well, the setting is totally awesome for my new miniseries, Gidget Goes Glassnost on Cannibal Island. <laughs> Gosh, talk about a politically aware and environmentally conscious role, you know? Self-actualizing, too. <coughs> like, wow. <laughs> if this turns out to be the place we want to use, I'm sure Trader Dog can strike a deal with the locals. He gives the art of the deal a whole new meaning. <laughs> Hello? What's this? It is at this moment that our little surfer girl and her movie mogul stumble into the village of the Lost Whiffenpoofs. But the Lost Tribe is too intent on preparing dinner to notice their new arrivals. (laughs) Well, this certainly looks festive. (laughs) Oh, what is that gross cooking order? Yuck. What's cooking good looking is pot roast cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, this is the most tender I've felt in years. Oh, I'm feeling a little well done myself. Oh, you know, it's, it's strange what goes on when you're near death. What do you mean, Slim? Oh, they say when you're drowning, your whole life passes before you, and when you're falling, well, you, you black out before you hit. I, 
Guess when you're being boiled alive, you hallucinate. What makes you say that, Slim? Because over there I see Gidget. <laughs> That's a hallucination. Where? Over oh, there, on the edge that, of the clearing. I see her too. There's, you mean she's it, she's really there? Well, I'll be darned, she sure is. We've got a warner. Gidget, get out of here. Get out of here, Gidget. Gidget. But Go it ahead. was too late for warnings. The Whiffenpoofs had spotted their new visitor. And now they quickly drag her over, and her and her would-be producer over to the boiling water pot. You, oh, get in pot. What? <laughs> are you like out of your banana? I mean, y'all are like carnivores. I mean, you actually eat meat. Gag me with a spoon. Meat, good, good, very good. Bula, bula. Yuck. Would you just look at those greasy dudes? I mean, check it out. Think of the toxins and chemicals they carry. I mean, grody to the max. Hmm. Rody to Max. <laughs> Don't eat meat. What eat? Bula, bula. Wake mm. up and smell the herbal tea, dude. <laughs> mm. I mean, there are all kinds of high fiber, you know, totally low sodium, life affirming things to eat. Bula, bula. Like macadamia nuts. I mean, they're growing all over the island. <laughs> no eat them. Too hard. You nuts. <laughs> bula, bula joke. No. You're like, I mean, you, you, you crack them open on something hard. Look, here, I'll show you. Lean your head over here, you old dude. What's that? Oh, oh. See? Oh. Inside the shell is a totally fab nut. Just taste it. Mmm, that good. Mm. Yeah, and I bet mm. we can find some sprouts around here, too. Mm. Sprout? Mmm, cowboys. Cowboys, out of pot. Get out. Find sprout. Mmm, bula, bula. Well, find them yourself, bone nose. <laughs> Guys, we're out of the pot. Oh, boy. Wow. Thanks, Miss Gidget. Anytime, and, dude. And so the surfer girl turned sprout missionary, saves America's favorite cowboys from being stewed in their own juices, and turns Cannibal Isle into an island salad bar. And on top of that, side meat teaches the whippin' poos the value of their native beans. You see these things here? Uh, what do you call them in your lingo? Hmm. No name for those. No good for nothing. Bula bula. No, well, no, no. We call them beans. Uh, yeah, we'll just cook beans? up a mess of them here. I'll throw them in the pot here. Uh, you got to give them a name. See, they're, they're perfect little O's, and there's always three to a pond. Uh, a pond. Yeah. We'll call them uh, oh, three beans. And so time passes, and our trio with their new guests get to know each other, sitting around the campfire. Well, like, who are you dudes? Where do you surf? Well, ma'am, uh... We're riders in the sky, and we hail from Nashville, the old triple Well, well blow my hair back. <laughs> you dudes are riders in the sky, for real? Yeah. Yeah, we, we sure are. I, I suppose you've heard of us. I know. I'm like, I've never <laughs> heard of you. <laughs> but I do have your luggage. What? What? You, you have, have our luggage? luggage? Yeah, well, like, I needed a few extra bags for the trip, and I bought some down at the dock, and... <laughs> Well, like, this will really wax your board. <laughs> the name on the little luggage tag, it said, Riders in the Sky. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, one was blue, and it had these little wheels on it, and it had this sticker that said, Bass players do it with less frequency. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> and another one, it was brown, and it had girls' phone numbers all over oh, well, it. Well, I, I guess you found That's mine. mine. <laughs> You know, this is totally awesome coincidence. I mean, why did you sell it? I mean, it was really happening stuff. We didn't sell it, Gidget. Our cab driver lost it. Oh, wow, what a bummer. Say, Gidget, was anything in our luggage when you first opened it? No, they were empty, except 
except for an empty white envelope that said Triple X Ranch Deed on it. <laughs> Gosh, that wasn't in mine. Mine either. Huh. Woody? Woody? <clears throat> Woody, why on earth were you carrying around the deed to the ranch? Well, gosh, Ranger Duck, I had no idea we would win all those doggies on Dialing for Doggies. And, and, and I, figured, I figured I'd bring along the deed in case we needed to get a second mortgage or something. You know? Woody! Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, no, Woody! Hold on, boys, hold on. This is all starting to make a terrible kind of sense. It, it is? Maybe not to the casual listener, but the faithful are starting to catch on. Gidget... Was the man from whom you bought our luggage tall and thin with a slick back hair and a fedora? Like, yeah. And did he wear a sleazy double-breasted western suit and have a little pencil-thin mustache? Yuck, did he ever. Was he traveling with a 300-pound doofus? <gasps> he called him Charlie. And were they both heavily bandaged? Yeah, like, well, they looked like Claude Rains and the Invisible, invisible Man, okay? Boys... Are you thinking what I'm thinking? The heavily bandaged cab driver who lost our luggage. <gasps> the heavily bandaged ship steward that pushed us overboard. <gasps> Slocum! We've got to get to Hawaii right away. Slocum's there and he's got our deed. Wow, he must be like the heaviest of bad dudes. I've never heard an accordion sound so heavy. He's bad medicine, all right. Say... How did you both get to Bula Bula Island? We came on my powerful, luxurious hydroplane, of course. Have you got room for us to go back with you? <laughs> Does Wayne Newton have a mustache? <laughs> of course I have room. <laughs> well, let's go now. It's really very urgent. Of course we can, my newfound friend. Come, we'll leave at once. But we ain't eating. We ain't tried my new old three beans. That's some consolation. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just take some of these seeds with me and plant them when we get back home. <laughs> And so as the tropical sun sinks below the blue horizon, riders in the sky side meet Gidget and Fred Ho, depart the beautiful, uncharted, now vegetarian island of Bula Bula. What hair-raising adventure awaits them in Hawaii? What is the fate of the famed old Triple X Ranch? What about the ozone? Exactly, Slim. What about the ozone? Well, we can ask a million questions, but there'll be no answers until next week's exciting episode, when we'll hear Slocum say... <laughs> well, Charlie, <laughs> looks like we got our good deed for the day. <laughs> And Charlie say, Right, Slocum, good deed. <laughs> it's perilous adventure and breathtaking excitement you won't want to miss, and it's all right here in Episode 8, Deed I Do, next week at this Theater of the Mind. And now, here again, our riders in the sky enjoy the Cowboga King and Gidget. Thank you, Texas Vicksmunder, and thank you, Saddle Pals. It's about time for us to wander on down the trail for this episode of Riders Radio Theater. We'd like to remind you and indeed encourage you to tune your radio in next week, same time, same station, for another thrilling episode of Riders Radio Theater. Now, speaking for the gorgeous and lovely Rebecca Holden, for Too Slim, for Woody Paul, for Joey the Cow Polka King, this is Ranger Doug, Idol of American Youth, saying from all of us to all of you, So long, saddle pals, it's been so good to see ya. Farewell, saddle pals. We really hate to leave you. Mother Doggy's all. For more information on Riders in the Sky, the fabulous Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, ride to Riders Radio Theater, Post Office Box 277, White Street, Tennessee, 37189.
Funding for Writers Radio Theater is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Writers Radio Theater was conceived, written, produced, and directed by Writers in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texan Big Bender. Our flight commander is David Skip. The production foreman is Bert Boomba. The sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. So long, Saddlebow.